0: This is Wildcat Country. It's only right. The ball's in his hands. A milestone victory for Arizona. Simon Says Championship. All the inside scoop on U of A athletics. It's up for grabs. Arizona has scored the touchdown. Wildcats win. Let's go to work, brother. Welcome to another edition of Wildcat Country, powered by Backcourt Marketing. Eric Cohen and Shane Dale. And Shane, we are very grateful to be joined this week by a long time, uh, I guess, professional in the U of A Athletic Department, Blair Willis, uh, who knows the athletic department inside and out. We're glad to have him join us to look back on what happened in 2021, look forward to 2022, and of course, make some picks on the New Year's Six Bowl games if they happen. So uh, Blair, thanks for joining us here. Shane, let's get right to it. I'm going to start with question uh, number one, a look back on 2021 in this special episode. And the first one is, what was your favorite Arizona sports moment this pa- in this past uh, year?
1: You know, I, I didn't think too much about these ahead of time because I wanted to be spontaneous because I, I figured, let, let's not try to pick the perfect one. Just the first one that comes to your mind. It's the women's basketball teams win over UConn. That's the one for me. Uh, and there are some other ones, especially late in the year with the men's basketball team we could talk about. Uh, certainly softball and baseball going to the College World Series. But for Arizona to get to the Final Four and then knock off the best, arguably the best, college program not just women's basketball program but best college program over the last 15 20 years or however long it's been with Ariama was massive you know and and it's, it was heartbreaking they came away uh, just one short uh one basket short of winning the whole thing but yeah I, I think it would have to be that that game that win over UConn was was it was the, the really the the end of, it, of a fantastic ultimately the end of a fantastic run for that team
0: Blair, I would say the same thing that the women's basketball team seems like the obvious choice here, right? Absolutely. And, and Eric and Shane, thanks for having me on once again.
2: Uh, it's great to of be sure. with you. Um, it's been a wild ride this year for Arizona Athletics. I think you know Dave Hinkey and the administration had five you know major coaching changes to take on this year. Um, you know, which is kind of unprecedented. Um, I don't. I think the Adia Barnes story, the women's basketball story with Eric, uh, you know, Ari McDonald clearly the number one. But if I'm going to give you a number one B, I actually might go with um, Arizona softball and Mike Candrea. His final year, um, everybody around the team and around the program pretty much knew it was going to be his final year. They wanted to get back to Oklahoma City one more time. They made it their goal. Um, they were able to, to clinch that, you know, to, to get the postseason back at Hillenbrand and then advance on uh, to Oklahoma City. So I would say, you know, for that one last hurrah before the baton was passed to Caitlin Lowe, uh, I think that was a very special moment for one of uh, the university's proud programs with a great tradition
0: i i think I, that obviously that's a great choice i, I think you know uh, to agree with shane the women's basketball success and just making it to the championship game the fact that 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 win over yukon where we were like okay you know they, they had a favorable draw getting to that point you know to to be able to play yukon but they're going to get killed they're they're huge underdog i think they were something like a like a nine to one underdog or something that was crazy. And then to go out there and really, uh, I don't think they trailed in the second half, Shane, something like that. I mean, it was just a very uh, shocking performance. And then against Stanford, who had really beat up on them a couple times during the season to take them on down to the last shot with Ari McDonald, having the ball in her hands. I mean, that, that to me was, was my favorite sports moment. Now, Shane, what was your biggest surprise when it comes to Arizona sports outside of women's basketball? Uh, maybe
1: some recency bias here, Eric, but I got to say, signing a five star wide receiver after a one and 11 season would have to would be. I'm, I'm sure there's some other ones, uh, but uh, Ted Aroa McMillan, the, and we learned how to pronounce his name by now, finally. Uh, <laughs> thanks T-Hack. to a little help with Adam Gordon. Yeah, we're calling him T Mac. Uh, but after a one and 11 season, with their only one coming against a COVID ravaged Cal team, being able to put together an impressive recruiting class even before he signed, it was a top 40 class, fringe top 40 class. Uh, which would have been their best in years. And I know we still have a ways to go, but still jumping in the top 25 by signing him. A lot of things had to fall in the right place, but you know, we've had Adam Gordon and our guy, Matt Moreno on, and they, they talked about how, even though when he committed to Oregon, there's still a chance the Arizona might get him, and they did. And it was a, a heck of an effort. I think someone noted that um, Jed Fish, if, if there was an award for, for off-season season Coach of the year in the Pac-12, oh, yeah. well, Jed Fish would oh, be yeah. two years in a row. <laughs> um, so he's got to win some games, but he's certainly on the right
0: track to getting there thanks to this recruiting class, headlined uh, by McMillan. All right, Blair, biggest surprise in 2021 from the Arizona Athletic Department or Arizona Athletics in general?
2: I'll take over the the Arizona men's basketball for this one from the standpoint of um, the Tommy Lloyd hire. Um, you know, I was a little bit neutral on. I, I, I felt good. I felt that Arizona basketball is, a, is really kind of a tried- uh, you know, a, a tested product. We, you know, it was going to take some time maybe to, to stabilize some things with the first roster. But the fact that, that Coach Lloyd and his staff was able to, you know, really keep a good nucleus of the guys that were here last year and then bring some new players in. Um, and then as you fast forward now to the fall um, and, and you start the season up in November, um, they get off to an undefeated start, you know, have played a couple really tough games away from home already. You know, they look like a bona fide top 10 team. They kind of look like a vintage Arizona team from 10 or 20 years ago. Um, I think that's a really pleasant surprise when I rewind six months and say, man, I just hope they're a little bit competitive this year. And I hope they can get a, you know, a good first recruiting class in. And then maybe two, three years down the road, maybe they're contending for the Pac-12 title. I think they might be there this year already contending with UCLA and, and USC.
0: I think so. And that's why, uh, you know, we don't have any games to preview this week. we were really looking forward to be able to talk basketball. But unfortunately, the Southern California schools, uh, both men's and women's, have uh, COVID issues and uh, backed out of those. Yet UCLA is somehow practicing again. We we won't get into that. Uh, my biggest surprise, both of yours are very good. Mine is actually a negative. It's when Jay Johnson left the Arizona baseball program to go to LSU. Mm-hmm. You know, Shane and I, uh, Blair, had had Jay on. I think it was three times yeah. uh, this year. Great. Yes, in, including- every time. Every time, and, and including the week before Omaha. And I was convinced that, oh, these jobs are going to come and go, and Jay's going to stay here. He's got a great thing going at Arizona. And just the way he left where it was kind of unceremonious, uh, never never a public thank you um, was was kind of a surprise to me. That that Listen, Jay is a great guy. Wish him nothing but the best at LSU. He's got a great team. But then uh, who did he take with him, Shane? Jacob Was it Jacob Berry that – went with him to right.
1: yeah they had the, the, I think the LSU has the number two recruiting class coming into next season yeah
0: I mean so listen for him professionally great Chip Hale is the is the new manager of Arizona baseball that is not one thing that I would have seen so uh, I, I'm gonna say that is that uh, it was the biggest surprise now when it comes to biggest disappointment Blair I'm gonna start with you on this one I mean you worked in the football offices for many years would you go there as far as biggest disappointment or would you go maybe Jay Johnson uh leaving
2: well, I wouldn't necessarily put the, the Jay Johnson, the negative category from my standpoint, just because, you know, LSU is LSU, that their resources speak for themselves. I yeah. think, you know, quite honestly, you know, Jay would have been a fool to turn that one down. Now, could he have done it a little bit differently? Could he have, you know, maybe said a few more things graciously upon his exit? Um, you know, possibly. But in, in the big you know scheme of things, sort of like I was talking about Arizona you know basketball and, and Arizona softball, I think Arizona baseball is still in good hands with Chip Hale. Um, it's kind of a product that, that, you know, is pretty consistent. Doesn't mean it's going to go to the world series every year, but I, you know, I like where that program is. I'm looking forward to see what Chip Hale can do. Um, for me, if I'm picking the most disappointing, it's just a singular moment. It's at night in September, um, you know, against NAU. Um, I just, I, I, have never been able to explain that one. I, I usually, you can reason with yourself or, you know, with your friends enough to say why a team lost this game or why a team lost that game. Sometimes even why, a uh, FCS team might, you know, upset a FBS team. That happens every once in a while, but um, in the first year with a new coaching staff, with a lot of optimism, kind of building slowly uh, throughout the off season. I just don't know how uh, you kind of lay that egg uh, on that night in, in September. So that's the singular most disappointing day for me um, of the year.
1: Shane, yeah, yeah I, I don't think it could be anything else than that. Uh, and it, it's it's amazing to to think that there would be a more gut wrenching loss just nine months after losing 70 to 70 year arch rival, but there it was. Uh, and they got ahead 13 and nothing. Uh, there's so many things had to go wrong for that game to turn out the way it did. Uh, I, I think, you know, if this, if that, if they had more fans there, if they had Jordan McLeod starting the game, as opposed to coming into the fourth quarter, uh, but it should never have come down to that and to get to be ahead and, and blow that lead is, is one. And then like Blair said, it's one thing to lose to a good uh FCS team, this was not a good FCS team. The the, the NAU was an awful. Team. And so there's just no explanation for that. It's it, it's a horrible loss. It's one that had all the good feelings about the Jetfish heart that he had built for months just evaporated after that game. And I think fans are getting back there now and realizing that the future is still likely bright. But that was there's no other way there's any answer to me than that game.
0: Just to differentiate from you guys a little bit, while the NAU game is part of my answer, I would just say that losing streak up until the Cal game um, was just so demoralizing. As Blair said, you know, we were so excited. New coach. All right, we knew the talent wasn't necessarily there, but we thought there would be some progress. And then you go out and and you lose to BYU. It was a close game, so we got our expectations up. Really got dominated by San Diego State. Uh, NAU was bad. Uh, Oregon they hung in there till the fourth quarter but we never thought they would win that game. You know, you look at games like UCLA and and Washington where Arizona had a pretty good chance to win and they just couldn't get over the hump. And and I know Shane you don't like to look at it this way but I do. That that win over Cal in November was it, it's a win. But it 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 has a small asterisk to it. It sure. wasn't sure. a full Cal squad. You know, and and a win's a win. We're not talking about losing streaks, but I want to see Arizona actually win a legitimate football game against a mostly healthy team sooner than later. I, you and I have not seen a win in person, Shane, since 2019 when they played UCLA. And uh, I don't. I think that might have been the last game, one of the last games that you went to. Uh, and I've been to a, a chunk more of them since then and still nothing. So that to me is frustrating. But as you guys said, the NAU loss was the most gut-wrenching loss, in my opinion, since the 2010 ASU game with the with the blocked extra points 70 to seven was what it was but it was 14 nothing in the first 51 seconds you knew what you were going to get you knew it was going to be bad that the the 2010 asu game will be hard to ever ever hard to top that all right uh our last one as far as a look back grade arizona athletics for 2021 shane give a letter grade uh, as we are talking about uh, colleges after all uh, a through d or f
1: yeah, it, it's maybe hard for y'all to believe or hard for some outsiders who haven't been paying much attention to believe considering the football team was as bad as it was, but I'd give, I'd give a B and maybe, I was tempted to go a B plus, but I'm going to go with a B. The women's basketball team did what it did. The uh, baseball team got to the College World Series. The softball team got to the College World Series. You want to think down further down the line with the men's tennis team making the remarkable run it had, the men's golf team winning big tournament, uh, multiple uh, medalists in the Olympics. There was a lot of positive stuff uh, it, and if, if, the football team, I think was, was close to 500, I, I'd, I I'd put them in an AA minus. So, you know, the big two, you know, in football, men's basketball are, are the two, bi- the, the two uh, biggest in terms of revenue and eyeballs, but you go further down the line, there was a lot to like in 2021 for Arizona. So I, I'd give them a solid B.
0: Blair, where do you, uh, where do you grade Arizona's, uh, sports performances, uh, in 2021?
2: When you asked the question, I was sort of leaning to what Shane said, uh, B was the first letter that came into my mind uh, just because of the strength, really of those spring sports and and kind of the, the rebound for some of the programs here in the fall. And as we looked at this spring, Um, but I I think my final grade for it would probably be around the B minus just because I need to factor in, you know, football a little bit. You need to factor in men's basketball a little bit and not necessarily just their performance, but kind of, you know, the support around those programs. And uh, it's still going to take a little bit for this athletic department Um, to rally fans, to get them in the stadium. And and certainly there's some, you know, factors COVID, you know, this year has really, you know, kept a lot of people away Um, new game day policies and procedures and so on and so forth. Um, But for, for Arizona athletics to really get closer to that B plus, you know, certainly a minus range, we got to get the support back, got to get people in the stadiums next year, hopefully, you know, safe and healthy Um, sell more season tickets for football, start to sell out McHale center again on a regular basis um, I think once those inroads start to get met, we can start talking that high B plus A minus category.
0: I'm actually going to go uh, call this an A minus season. And I'll tell you why. Women's basketball team over uh, exceeded expectations to get to the championship game, one shot away from a national championship. You had your baseball and softball teams make it to their World Series, so those were uh, dramatic wins. You've seen uh, a or dramatic wins for the programs. Uh, you've seen uh, the basketball team, They're both, you know, women's uh, team is undefeated thus far uh, for in the 2021-22 season, right number four, uh, the men's team number nine, nobody would have ever expected either of those. I know football was bad, but when you get a five star and it gives you some optimism towards the future, that pushed it over the B plus to A minus range. Maybe I'm being a little optimistic, but I'm going there. Let let me just mention
1: this real quick. uh, It just came to my mind. Uh, Think about how optimistic we are about this football program now compared to exactly a year ago after Fish was hired. I don't know exactly how you thought about it, Blair, but I know Eric and I were not happy with the hire at the time, as most fans were not. And I, despite that, and despite the season they had, I'm very optimistic about the future of Arizona football, much more so now than I was a year ago today. So that in itself, I think maybe is worth I don't know, half a letter grade if you want to consider it.
2: Yeah, I think so, Shane. You know, that was, you know, you always kind of take that wait and see approach. I think with a new coach, especially when you go a little bit off the grid and it's not necessarily that home run hire. I mean, we've seen what the home run hire can do sometimes. It doesn't always work out the way you want it to. Um, So you take that wait and see approach. I really liked what Coach Fish and his program did last off season. We already talked about how deflating, you know, that losing streak became during the season. Um, But you're absolutely right in terms of the recruiting um, some of the support that Judge Fish has been able to kind of almost single handedly go out and get in, you know, in the development world and, and with the donors has been encouraging. They just need to continue to build upon that. Um, I was very impressed with signing day. I really thought this team was going to need to win two to three games. Uh, we did get one down the stretch, but I thought it was going to take two, three wins um, in conference, probably to secure a recruiting class of this caliber in year one. Um, so, yes, future is looking much better. But that schedule to start 2022 is going to be very difficult for the football
0: team as well. But see, I think when you look at 22's football team, obviously you want to win more than one game. But you you have to judge it by how, you know, the old adage is lose big, lose small, win small, win big. All right. You lost big. I mean, let's be honest. The last few years you've lost big. Now let's see these close games. Let's see, you know, you put you put up a fight against Mississippi State. You put up a fight against San Diego State. Maybe you beat North Dakota State, who very well could be the FCS champion in a a week and a half. So that's what I want to see. And in the Pac-12, I think anything less than uh, two or three wins is a disappointment. and would probably affect my letter grade for 2022. All right. Blair, we're on to uh, segment number two. This one is called Buy or Sell. Shane and I like to do this at the beginning of most shows, and its uh, I'm going to give you a statement, and you tell me if you're going to buy into that statement or if I'm just way off base. All (laughs) right, so we're going to start with number one. There's five of these today, and I actually don't have a bonus. So sorry, Shane, I'm letting you off the hook for this one. That's fine. Uh, Number one, Arizona's men's basketball will not receive an additional NCAA tournament ban. Do you buy that statement or sell it, Blair?
2: I'm going to buy it with no information or really no insight to anything. I'm just going to buy it based on what's happened with some other programs around the country and the way the NCAA seems to be trending with some of these. It almost looks like they're trying to get their hands off it a little bit, knowing that time has probably been the biggest penalty. And so, um, you know, it might be interesting to see, you know, a few of the people that are individually named, um, you know, what might happen to them with show cause or any type of suspension later on. But I don't think Arizona basketball will get another postseason ban.
0: Buy or sell. Arizona will not be banned from the NCAA tournament again.
1: Yeah, I'm going to uh, go more reluctantly on the on the buy side for this, uh, be, just specifically because of what Blair mentioned. Some of the results we've seen. Uh, Auburn went straight through the NCAA and uh, they they self-imposed a, a one year ban. And that was good enough for them. Then with N- NC State. And again, it's important to know these are apples, not apples to apples cases, but sure. you, you could certainly in first uh, possibly a couple of things uh, when the IARP came out and said, we didn't think it would be fair to issue a, um, a postseason ban to players that had nothing to do with what happened. And certainly we're so, we're so far away from any players, uh, any, any of the previous staff involved uh, that I think the IARP may take a look at that as well, even though they may come down harder on Arizona and other areas, including scholarship reductions. Uh, so I don't think they're out of the woods yet. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, it would be kind of a shame if they uh, if they end up winning a championship and they don't have a chance to defend that championship the following season. But I'm on more on the buy side now than I was before. I was probably on the sell side before the, these last two results.
0: Oh, I'm buy, 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 buy on this one. Uh, I just I would be shocked if if Arizona got another postseason ban it, it, compared to what we've seen as you guys mentioned from from these other schools. It would be an absolute joke. Then again, the NCAA is what it is. So uh, I guess it wouldn't be a shocker, but I-, I would be very surprised. How about I say that? Don't want to jinx anything. Okay, number two, uh, both basketball teams, men's and women's, will make at least the Sweet 16 in 2022. Shane, do you buy or sell that opinion? Uh,
1: I will, I'm leaning to the buy side as well uh, with the, the wild big wild card being coronavirus. And if the NCAA or the prospective conferences don't, change any of the rules and i know we don't get want to get into the weeds with that but i'm just saying omicron's here to stay and so we don't know who's going to be eligible to play and who's not based on that but that aside if they I, play I, I, if they play. yeah I, that aside i think both teams are certainly good enough uh I, I on the women's team i'm a little more reluctant just even though i know they're ranked in the top five and they deserve that that ranking because i don't know if they have a they don't have a, a stark star on this team they kate reese is very good uh, they have a couple of others, but they're really kind of by committee. And I really think when it comes tournament time, you need someone who's going to be able to take over a game. And I'm not sure Arizona has on the women's side has that person. On the men's side, I think they have multiple options there. And I think that they're absolutely Sweet Sixteen. It, we've gone from maybe they'll get the top 25 at some point this season to absolutely the Sweet Sixteen uh, is the floor. Is that fair? I don't know, but that's how good they've been in the first uh, couple months of the season. So. I, I will buy it. There's always things that can happen, always crazy upsets. Remember la- the women's team last season, they almost mm-hmm. lost in the second round to BYU to right. 11c. So yep. there's so many landmines you have to dodge, but I'll go ahead and buy it for now.
0: Blair, I think we, we both have to buy this one as well. You, you can't, can't pick against our own teams, can we?
2: No, I, you know, I was good. I'm going to buy it just with the caveat sort of as Shane started to talk about um, the sweet 16. It's tough to get there. It really is. Um, Usually you can kind of get through the first round um, unscathed if if you're a top 10, 20 team. But that second round can be a tough matchup. If you get a team that plays a different style, a couple of your scorers have an off night, maybe get into foul trouble. Um, So it's an accomplishment just to get to the Sweet 16. For the women, that would be in back-to-back years, um, obviously. Um, So I'm going to buy it, though. I think both teams are good enough. Um, You know, the men's side, um, be interested to see how they come back from their first loss. Whenever they get to play again, you're not quite sure how they're going to respond uh, from that disruption and on the women's side as well i mean kind of you know their great start has been disrupted as well so a lot to be seen for me might be a check back in another month to see how these teams are doing as conference play gets started but you know through two months of the season i would i would go ahead and buy that
0: buy 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 yeah I'm, I'm going with it uh especially right, jim kramer you settled yeah I, you know i was trying there uh that failed if you were watching the video here um, Listen, the men's team, anything short of an elite eight at this point would be a disappointment for us, I think, right? I mean, we don't want to – the way that they started the season, I mean, we don't know what the heck's going to happen with, with COVID and Pac-12 and everything like that. Assuming things continue as they do, Arizona sh- is one of the best eight teams in the country, in my opinion. As far as the women's team goes, I think you guys are right. We, we just don't know. I mean, we didn't get a chance to see Arizona and Texas, to see how the Wildcats stacked up against that team. For the most part, it's been a fairly easy schedule. Minus Louisville, which was a nice win in, in overtime uh, for for the women's squad. But I, you, you just don't know. A Sweet sixteen for the women seems about right. Be a nice, you know, follow up to last year's uh, championship game appearance for the men's team. Dream big. We talked about that in the last few weeks. Why not? And that, I'm sorry, but that Tennessee game just does nothing to change my mind. Nope. Uh, n- number three, uh, and we're going to talk about my favorite uh, Arizona sport here: Arizona football will not finish last in the Pac-12 south. Blair, are you buying that notion? It's it's hard for me to
2: buy it yet if I don't know exactly how this roster will look even going into the spring. I, I think they still need another body at quarterback personally. Um, you know, there's just a couple of the guys coming back from this past season being banged up, you know, the the true freshman that just signed, uh, you know, Fafita, you you just can't put that on a, on a true freshman at this stage of the program. So I would like to see one more body in, in that quarterback room um, just to see how, you know, see what that talent is, see what that competition would look like in the spring. Um, and, you know, it was a, it was a pretty depleted roster this year, even though they were in some games. So I can't buy it right now. I don't necessarily want to sell it because I think that's a little bit of a um, incomplete decision, but. I'll give you a better answer in the spring. I'm not going to buy it
1: right now. Okay. Well, why don't we call it well, we call it buy, sell, or hold, and you're going to hold on this one, Blair. I'm going to hold, yes. Okay.
0: Shane, are you going to buy, sell, or hold on this one as well? I'd probably be more on the, on the, on
1: the buy side of things if Keaton Slovis or another big-name uh, transfer quarterback had already signed. Um, I, I agree with Blair. Uh, no Fafita could be great, but as a true freshman, it, it's going to be really difficult. Is Jordan McLeod the guy? Maybe. In a, you know Small no. sample size. I, I, I'm I'm bigger on him than you are, but we'll just yeah. leave it we'll leave it at that for now. We'll have more, plenty of time to talk about that uh, in 2022. But I, I'm going to sell it for now, even though I think Arizona is probably going to win two, maybe three games in the conference next season. That still might not be good enough to get them out of last. So I, I think they'll be better team. Um, I think that the rest of the Pac-12 South will be more formidable. Look- more formidable collectively uh even though i think asu might take start their slide might start next season for multiple reasons um but i think for now i'll have to sell it but i i reserve the right to change my mind
0: in the summer or even the spring you know i i was thinking as blair was talking i was like oh that holds not a bad idea maybe i should uh, maybe I should go there and then shane you said sell so you know what i'm going by what the heck There's just something tells me that that they're going to find a quarterback. Once again, we don't know, but I they're going to, the rumor is, you know, Casey Thompson, the former Texas quarterback or Chubba Purdy from Florida state, somebody like that. There's going to be a veteran who comes in there. I I just don't think next year's starting quarterback is currently on the roster. Maybe Noah comes in and plays, but I think he needs a year uh, to to learn from somebody. It'd be nice if they brought in a veteran presence, maybe uh, the kid from Wyoming who had a huge bowl game in the potato bowl. Uh, I think Levi Williams, is his name, he's, he's a guy that could come in, start play for one year and then Noah takes over. So I'm going to buy, I, I think Colorado's on the way down. I think ASU, I mean, other than Jaden Daniels, who's coming back. I mean, they just lost a running back to Ohio state to play linebacker, one of their best running backs, train him. So, and and their three best players have have declared for the draft. So uh, I, I'm going to buy this one. I'm not, I'm not telling you it's a, it's a lock. I'm not sure I'd go put money on it if, if an option were available, but, uh, I, I just, I'm going to be optimistic going into 22. All right. Uh, T-Mac, uh, Shane, Shane's buddy, Tadaroa McMillan, the five-star freshman coming in. When did he become we- my buddy? Yeah. I just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, you, uh, just cause you got his name, right. Uh, so T-Mac will top a thousand receiving yards in his true freshman season. Blair, do you buy or sell that notion?
2: I'll sell that notion just because a thousand yard season is pretty special for any player. Um, and as a true freshman doing that you know again we don't know who this quarterback is it's going to be you know throwing into these receivers so you know maybe if you bring in a gunslinger has thrown for three thousand yards already in his career somewhere which i don't think there's a ton of those out there on the transfer portal anyways i just think it would be hard for um to pick any one receiver to pick up a thousand yards but i do like um t max size that he's going to bring you got dorian singer who came on late in the year this year a little bit more size um, you know, if Majon Wright stays in the program and is back and eligible to play this year, yep. he brings in more size. Um, so as you kind of look at, at, at you know those options in the passing game, especially kind of, you know, in that red zone area and, and plus territory where those big bodies really come into play, um, they might have to spread the wealth a little bit there if they have somebody that can throw the ball and make the right decision. So one player, a true freshman getting a thousand yards, I'm going to I'm going to sell that one.
0: Yeah, I, I am too, Shane. I think uh, I'm selling uh, T-Mac getting a thousand. Are you going three for three here?
1: Yeah, Blair's not allowed to talk before me anymore because he still everything I was going to say, but I think he's absolutely right. I, I, I think he's going to get to 1,000 at some point, but probably not in his true freshman season. So I, I think that with, with all the guys that they have coming, they have a wide receiver already. And then, uh, you know, mentioned Keon Burnett as well. Uh, I think all those guys, plus, you know, you never know with injuries. So I, I think that it's going to, he's, he's going to get to 1,000 at some point, but I think he's probably a year away.
0: All right, We're going to make this one quick uh, buy or sell Arizona athletics will win its 20th national championship in 2022. Shane, I'll let you go first.
1: Uh, sell just because it's so tough to do. There there are several teams that have, have maybe a chance to do it. Uh, but it's, there's a reason why they only have 19 at this point. They're so rare. Uh, I think if Jay Johnson come back, maybe the baseball team would be in good position. Uh, obviously you have both the basketball teams, but like Blair said, it's so difficult to win six, even two games in a row at that tournament, let alone six. So I'm going to sell, even though I would,
0: it's not out of the realm of possibility. I would agree with everything you just said, Blair. Yeah, I'll have
2: to sell it just based on, you know, the percentages and the probability. Um and also, too, I might have gone ahead and bought it, but uh the women's golf program um mm-hmm. just lost, you know, two of its star players that right. qualified for the LPGA. Laura Ionella was, was gonna really have a stacked roster this spring. Um, she's still gonna have a very talented roster, one that could make a run again in the tournament, as they have each of the last few years. But losing two bona fide, you know, lineup players that that have postseason experience uh, probably takes away national title. Uh Contending ability for that team. Um, so I'll, for the Arizona athletic department in general, I'm going to go ahead and sell it just because it's hard to get one.
0: Well, it has been an exciting uh, Arizona athletics year. We've had a lot to talk about, a lot of coaching changes, uh, and and unexpected runs that uh, we certainly didn't expect. And then obviously a football season which had was like a roller coaster, a lot of uh, downs, then some ups, then then some downs, and then some ups again. So uh, 2022 will be very very exciting. And our last segment, obviously, today will be picks, as Shane and I have done uh, the entire year. We've, we've made our football picks. Blair, you've uh, partaken in that. But before we get there, I want to thank one last time our sponsor, Backcourt Marketing, for uh, just being a part of Wildcat Country. We appreciate, of course, all of our uh, all of you who are listening or watching this podcast, but want to thank Backcourt Marketing for uh, their support. And we look forward to, uh, to a very exciting 2022 with them. Once again, if you know somebody that needs some social media help or a, b- a small business that does, they'll they'll reward you too. Check them out backcourtmarketing.com or check them out on tw- Twitter at backcourtmktg. All right, now it is time for the New Year's Six Bowl picks. I think I already lost to Shane. I'm already conceding. We're gonna make these quick, guys. At least for the first couple, the first four games, we'll go quickly with this. Then you can elaborate more for the final two. Uh, Blair, I'm gonna start with you. Peach Bowl, Michigan State, Pitt. Who you got? i'm gonna go michigan state uh shane who you got
1: i'm gonna go Pitt because i think they're they're happier to be there than michigan State is.
0: i'm going with blair and michigan state uh michigan states without their running back kenneth walker Pitts without their quarterback kenny pickett you can always replace running backs you can't always replace a quarterback uh give me michigan state in that one fiesta bowl up here in glendale uh notre dame and oklahoma state uh shane where are you going
1: to go with the Cowboys that they really they came literally just a yard away possibly from being in the college football playoff I think that Notre Dame hasn't been tested that much this year and the one test they had against Cincinnati they failed so I'm going to go with the Cowboys
2: Blair yeah I like that I like the Cowboys as well I thought they had a really good defense this year and, and these bowl games are hard to predict with a month off and, and coaching changes and personnel changes but um, I think they're probably a hungry program that wants to take that next step
0: and this could propel them in that direction for next year Double not so fast. Give me Notre Dame, and I love this pick. I think Notre Dame with a new coach, guys. New coach. He has to prove something. Remember, his first game next year is against Ohio State. He doesn't want to lose two in a row, plus he's a Buckeye alum. Marcus Freeman gets his first win in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, I love that I am uh, that I differ with Shane on these two. Maybe, maybe I'll count these after all. Uh, Sugar Bowl, Baylor and Ole Miss. Blair, start with you. Interesting, interesting matchup. I think just the two styles these programs
2: play with. I think I'll just lean on... I don't know who I want to pick. I think I'll go Ole Miss. Mm. Um, I don't know why. I'm just going to take Ole Miss. Okay, I'll take it. Uh,
0: Shane, how about you?
1: Uh, I, I'm going to continue to root against the SEC, which I still uh, – well, they haven't done too well in uh, in bowl season so far. I know it's early, and they got some more games coming up. But I'm, I'm going to go with Baylor. I think they're a slightly better team.
0: Boy, Shane, this is great. We are including these as picks now. I love Ole Miss here. I think Ole Miss, only a point and a half favorite. I think they come out. Uh, it's it's essentially, you know, this is kind of a game that's, that's in between both schools, Mississippi and, and Texas. But I think Baylor was just in the Sugar Bowl, I believe, the other year. Ole Miss hasn't been in a long time. I think this is, uh, Lane Kiffin knows how to get his guys up. Matt Corral is the key to this one. I like Ole Miss. A Rose Bowl. Utah, this is in Super Bowl. It's probably the biggest game in school history, even though they beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl many years ago, taking on Ohio State, who just uh, had four defections uh, yesterday. So, Blair, I'll start with you. Uh, Utah, Ohio State, what do you think?
2: Well, if this was about six weeks ago, I don't think I would have made this pick. But in this game, given the circumstances, I'm going to take Utah in the Rose Bowl.
0: Wow. Shame. Uh, I'm going to go with
1: the Buckeyes. I think even even with all the issues that they have, I still think they're marginally better or more than marginally better than Utah.
0: Utah has all the momentum. They want to be there. Ohio State is much more talented. Buckeyes win. Close, but Buckeyes win. All right, we're on to the two semifinal games. This is where it really matters, and I'm sure we're going to disagree, but not on this game. Cotton Bowl, Alabama, Cincinnati. Shane, I think we all agree. Buckeyes, or excuse me, Crimson Tide, big, right?
1: But as much as I didn't want to see Alabama in another college football playoff, I I love the matchup because us fans have been wondering for a long time how a group of five team would do against the top team. And then they're going up against the top, the college football program to beat uh, over the last 10, 15 years. I think the Bearcats are going to prove themselves worthy. I, I think they'll keep it close, probably low scoring for a half, maybe three quarters before reality sets in. I think Bama pulls away in the second half and wins by 14
0: to 17 points. Okay, Blair, do you agree with Shane on that one? I agree in the fact that
2: I'm going to take Alabama. I like the matchup. I'm really interested to see what Cincinnati can do in this one. Um, I I really think Georgia might have been the better matchup if they could have kind of picked their SEC team for the playoff just because Georgia's probably not as prolific offensively. Maybe a field position, kind of physical line of scrimmage game. I think Alabama has too many athletes on the outside, uh, maybe even in special teams for Cincinnati to hang with them. I hope it's close for two to three
0: quarters, but I'm going to pick Alabama. History says it will not be that close. We saw what happened in Notre Dame, who uh, when they tried to take on Alabama, that it never has gone well and it's not going to go well for Cincinnati. Bama big, three touchdowns at least. Sorry, Cincinnati, at least you got there. But this will be the last of the non, non, what do they call them, the group of five. At least this will be the end of that that notion until we have an expanded playoff. And then the Orange Bowl, which I think is a fascinating game. Uh, Michigan and Georgia Shane, I'll start with you on this one. Are you going with the Wolverines, even though they're the higher seed, but it would be an upset?
1: Yeah, I love the matchup too. You know, and despite what happened in the SEC championship game, I still think Georgia is the best all-around team in the country this year. And they've had a month to think about that loss to Bama. As much as I still like Jim Harbaugh, I can't help but think he's going to make some coaching decision that contributes to Michigan's loss. So I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Bull, uh, Bulldogs are just a better team, especially on the defensive side of the ball. So I'm going to go with Georgia.
2: Blair, how about you? I'm going to pick Georgia. I I completely agree with Shane. I thought Georgia was the best team all year. Um, Just kind of familiar foes there in that SEC title game, kind of Alabama got the best of them. But I I really think that Georgia's head and shoulders better than pretty much any other team in the country besides Alabama. Um, I will put one caveat though. If Michigan can come out with the edge that they had, you know, in that Ohio state game, um, they didn't just show up to try to play with Ohio state and maybe eke out a win. They really came there to beat Ohio state if they can kind of come in with that ruthless mentality, not just to keep it close, not just to play conservative, but really play aggressive. If they could get a, you know, two or three, you know, possession lead early in that game, they might be able to catch Georgia by surprise, but I I don't think so. I think Georgia's too tough along the lines and uh, I think
0: they'll win that one pretty easily. I think that's great analysis uh, that both of you gave. Uh, I I actually agree with uh, bits of what both of you said, but, Michigan does not have really have a mobile quarterback or an experienced mobile quarterback as Alabama did. Georgia is going to win this game big Georgia 27, Michigan 10. I think we're going to see Alabama, Georgia, a rematch in the national championship game, which I'm sure we will make a pick uh, on and for next week's wildcat country. Well, Blair Willis really appreciate you joining us, Shane. Uh, happy new year to you both. Uh, thank you to all AZ sports for producing the bot podcast to backcourt marketing for sponsoring the podcast And of course, all of you who are listening and watching us, we very much appreciate it. Have a happy and healthy and safe new year. And as always, bear down.